As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Welcome to Brian and Colonial, an Alabama podcast for Alabama people. I'm your host, Kevin Paul. My guest today is a pretty special guest to me, at least. He's a close personal friend, a former sports editor of the Crimson White, and really just an all-around good guy. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome Matt Speakman to the show. How are you doing, Matt? I'm doing well. I I, I appreciate the uh, Stephen A. Smith intro. He He's a dear friend. <laughs> he's a close, dear personal friend. Of he me. was at the birth of my first child. <laughs> <laughs> so matt i like to lead off every show by asking and you know it differs from person to person but how did you originally become an alabama fan oh well uh my origin story i guess with alabama football and alabama sports in general is kind of the your run-of-the-mill kid who was born in in alabama which is that my dad my parents in general uh, we're just huge Alabama football fans. I mean, my dad's been going to games since the 70s and 80s. Um, actually, this weekend will be the first time he hasn't gone to Alabama, Tennessee in something like 27 years or something like that. Jeez. Um, so I've been, I, I've been going to games for a very long time. Um, like I've watched us lose to Northern Illinois before. Um, I, I've been in the rain, like at Legion Field, where we've like barely oh, beaten UAB back or Southern Miss, like back when that was a thing. We used to play Southern Miss every year. Um, so I mean, I can't, I can't really remember like a particular time where like I just like was started watching Alabama football because it, it's just been going on for a, a very very long time yeah that your your dad telling stories about like the ray perkins era i think is one of my, <laughs> is one of my favorite parts yeah about tailgate with them he just he's he just seen so much good and bad and you know it's been about 50 50 right you know most of the good is like yeah saving era from when he's watching yeah yeah i mean yeah yeah you're right i mean it, it it's mostly obviously been a uh uh, so good recently that I think it's outweighed just how bad it was there for a while. I mean, cause from 2000 to what? Oh eight. I mean, those years were just awful <laughs> except for maybe Oh five. And even that year was awful because like they had so much hope and then they lose to LSU and Auburn. So it's like, what's even the point of playing the whole season? If you, if you lose to those two teams. Exactly. Not that that's ever happened under Saban. <laughs> yeah, no, we've never done that before. <laughs> All right. So, you know, before we get into talking about this week, I just wanted to say, Matt, I called up my boys. You know, I'm really good friends. With, I'm really good friends with six possums. And uh, I have three expired Publix coupons uh, in, in my dresser. And I think if, you know, we got those together and joined forces, we, we could score as many as Georgia did in the second half on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, it. 
I'm almost speechless because it was just so great. I, I remember saying before the game, um, I was texting my roommate Chase because uh, he was at work, and I was like, "That the first half I would say went about as I expected it to be, which was not great. Mm-hmm. Our defense obviously looked really lost. Um, there was a play, I think, right before they scored to go up, I think, 24-17. Um, where they had fourth and one and it didn't even really look like they were going to snap the ball. And of course we just jump off sides because that's just <laughs> like what we do now. Right. Um, and so that the, the first half was extremely frustrating. Dylan Moses still can't cover anything out of the backfield, which is <laughs> extremely frustrating, which is the problem we had last year, obviously too. And, and uh, but I remember texting him and being like, I mean, if we win this game, I'm going to be extremely disrespectful. <laughs> and, and and I'll say, I, I, I normally don't become unhinged, I feel like, Alabama football-wise towards an opponent on Twitter. Mm-hmm. But that game was just awesome. I mean, it, it was fantastic because those that fan base has this unbelievable way of hyping up guys – to the level of Alabama players. Yeah. And, and I don't want to sound like an Alabama fan here, but the fact that someone ran a poll asking if Stetson Bennett was as good as Mac Jones was ridiculous. Yeah, and, exactly. and, <laughs> I thought was a four-star. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Mac Jones, you know, can see over his linemen, <laughs> which helps him a lot. Stetson Bennett obviously doesn't have, you know, that gift of, being taller than his linemen's numbers, <laughs> um, which was a big factor in the game. Obviously, I don't think you know back when Dalvin Tomlinson and and uh, Ashawn and all those guys were there. Those guys were just so dominant and so big and so athletic that they would bat down balls at the line all the time. On Saturday, it was like a DJ Dale put his fingers over someone's helmet. He had a really good chance of batting the ball down because that one interception they had, all he did was lift his arm a little barely (laughs) christian barmore is playing volleyball all night (laughs) yeah exactly um so it 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 obviously was a really great game um i i mean just shutting them out in the second half it's just so great because every time we play them we give them such a big glimmer of hope and then just snatch it away from them so easily. And they collapse just so easily every time. It, it, yeah. It's truly a gift. It, it's kind of beating them as a gift. It, it's pretty it's pretty interesting because if they had, you know, a quarterback that was I, I don't know, like the average male height or whatever it is, <laughs> you know, maybe they would have fared better in the game as a whole. But there was one play, I, you know, Georgia fans, they're you know, obviously they're complaining about the pass interference calls and whatnot, which is a thing that they Never. a thing that they do after they lose to Alabama is immediately blame the refs. But mm-hmm. you know, but Stetson Bennett's last pick, he's just like rolling right and then just goes Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's <laughs> That that pick was was awesome, obviously for the outcome. Um, it it doesn't hurt my pers or help my personal vendettas with the particular play of one or two of our safeties <laughs> that I've not been impressed with. I'm not going to say his name out loud, no. but his name definitely isn't r- wrong on the end. No, it's the opposite of wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, you know, what if you went the opposite Which, direction of the left? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and he had a really good play in the Texas A&M game that I thought was the, a play an actual safety make. But um, obviously he was in the right place at the right time, and Bennett 
completely panicked on that play. But I will, I mean, not to totally give him credit, but I mean, or I, I will make a case for him that, you know, this wasn't really supposed to be his team and he's been kind of like thrust and yeah. he into this role and he played pretty well starting out. So then the expectations got higher for him. So maybe this was kind of what we were expecting to see out of him. If, you know, you tell me a four string quarterback who, like you said, is like five, three or whatever um, <laughs> would play that, that what happened in the second half would probably be a little bit more of what I was expecting. Right. Yeah. That's um, he, his friend regression to the mean, you know, all our friends it, <laughs> yeah. it showed its face and we were kind of all expecting it, but maybe not that extremely all in one half, mm-hmm. but, uh, but just moving forward, um, you know, obviously big week in the Alabama fan base, Tennessee hate week. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone's reposting the same video in that picture, which I, I never get tired of you know, after all these days. Yeah. Uh, I don't, there's not a universe in where Tennessee beats Alabama this week. So I just kind of want to talk about, you know, other things surrounding that. Um, they lost 34 7 at home to Kentucky, which, yeah. I, how does that happen? Like, Kentucky's not even built to blow people out. I don't even know how that. No, not at all. And, and, and I, I actually rewatched the, that game the other day um, just in preparation mm-hmm. for this weekend, just like the condensed game footage. And I mean, like I coming into this year, I thought Tennessee was going to be pretty good, particularly on the offense and defensive line, which I, th- I think they have been, but I mean, Garantano is just, he's, he's just been there for so for long so and has just done long. the same exact thing <laughs> every time. Every year, I mean, like he'll he'll have one game where he's like randomly like twenty five of thirty two for like three hundred and forty yards and three touchdowns and no picks. Yeah, like at Missouri, randomly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but Saturday was like the vintage Garantano performance where he just like he's he's like the SEC's equivalent of like that guy who yelled Leroy Jenkins in that one video, yes. <laughs> which is where he'll just have a random play where he's like, I'm taking matters into my own hands here. And then he'll like throw it into triple coverage and not see a middle linebacker. Yeah. Or- and the Kentucky Tennessee game was like close. And then he completely dismantled his own team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it was like 17-7 and they were driving and then he was just and he's you know what I'm going to throw a pick right here. And <laughs> yeah. I, I just yeah. the first time I, I guess it was his freshman year, but I don't know. It I, I feel like he's been there since Jonathan Crompton was. Um <laughs> but he I, he played at Alabama in 2017 and I just said, "Damn, we're cracking this dude in half." And now it's three years later, and I'm thinking to myself, man, we're about to crack this dude in half again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and, I mean, last year against us, he had the a vintage Garantano performance as well, too, which is where he changed the play at the line on the goal line <laughs> and then he to, to call his own number, and then he fumbles and we run it back for a touchdown. And that, that kind of won us the game, too, because, I mean, we were, we were kind of – not like in trouble, but things were kind of swinging their way. And then he obviously ruined it. And I, I, I'm not sure if he's even going to start this weekend. I've heard that Harrison Bailey might start, which I mean, they're, that's just going to be awful that's for them. I think. Conceding the game at that point. If you, yeah. 
I mean, the big question this year, obviously, for everybody Alabama plays is can they score enough to keep up with Alabama? And when one of your quarterbacks is coming off a two interception performance and you're going to start a dude named Harrison Bailey to get rid of that guy, I I don't really like your chances. No, I would say (laughs) against this Alabama offense. I also read a report. I don't know how true it is, but obviously, you know, Tennessee, they fired their defensive line coach after last Mm -hmm. game but apparently he got fired at halftime (laughs) yeah (laughs) which holy cow i mean did did jeremy pruitt just like tell him it's like no matter what happens you're done after this (laughs) yeah probably i I, I would assume that's what happened did he even come out of the locker room i don't (laughs) (laughs) that that's pretty funny i mean that that kind of encapsulates the just sheer debauchery that's just taken place there and you know i thought peru was kind of fixing that stuff because he he's obviously a very like rigid coach who seems to have sort of a process Mm -hmm. um but that's that's pretty funny especially considering i thought they had a fairly good front seven or at least i think they do on paper so i mean if he feels like they're not getting coached up and he he fires him at halftime that's that's pretty funny. I think it was um, Richard Johnson from you know a variety of places, but you know pretty much everyone mm-hmm. listening to this knows who Richard Johnson is. He said it's real interesting. Tennessee is basically building like Diet Georgia, which is yeah. fine in any other universe, but Georgia just got like a two year head start on them. <laughs> yeah, and it's like they're never going to get to the point as long as Kirby is in Athens. They're never going to get to where they think they can get to. So. Yeah, exactly. And and if they're building Diet Georgia, that means they're building what zero sugar Alabama. Yeah, Is that, because because Georgia's Georgia's Diet Alabama, right? right. I mean, <laughs> they're building um they're building Alabama's um, sweetened with aspartame. <laughs> yeah, they're they're they've built they've somehow built like Alabama from like McCarran era Alabama, but they don't have McCarran, so they're just like. They're just not as good still. I mean, I would take some of those Alabama teams to beat current Georgia teams. They're like, um, they're like first half of the season, 07 Alabama. Is- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty true. I mean, but that, I mean, that that's belittles the, the wins that uh, Georgia's had in recruiting, um, especially Nicobe Dean, because that dude was all over the field oh. last week and the week before. I thought he he's going to be a straight monster oh yeah star i think watching georgia's defense and just what kirby's built as professional welder shana ford used vr training developed by forge fx to hone her skills as a welder the more time that you spend practicing it that's what separates a good welder from a great welder vr training can help students like shana repeatedly practice specific skills Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ready to elevate your home? Picture this. Central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis, go green with solar panels, or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's Home Equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. The whole, not to get back to Georgia, but it's, you know, he's built, you know, like you said, that early 2010s Alabama. It's just like there are pros everywhere mm-hmm. on the – like every guy on that field is going to at least get a look in an NFL training camp on Georgia's defense, yeah. which I can't say the same about mm-hmm. Alabama's defense right right now. No, but, no, but, not – I. I can't either. It, it's been pretty frustrating. Yeah, that was something that I thought would be... I, I think this would be an interesting game against Tennessee because I, I think, once again, it'll be a fairly interesting measuring stick, which, you know, normally the measuring stick would be Alabama playing an elite offense, but they they need to make bad offenses continue to look bad. Mm-hmm. And Tennessee's offense obviously looked very bad last weekend. I I think they can run the ball fairly well, but I mean, if Alabama gives up a ton of yards this weekend, it's going to be extremely concerning. I think. Yeah. Um, There's, we're, we're not that far away from Alabama giving up like 410 yards and 24 points again. And Tennessee, Tennessee hasn't done that against anyone. (laughs) Yeah. This whole season. I, I will say there have been a couple guys obviously that have been impressive. I think. I mean, Patrick Sertan's been everything I thought that he was going to be this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he's been excellent in coverage. And then Malachi Moore has been ridiculously good, I think, um, outside of maybe a mistake here or there. But he's he's looked like the kind of guy who was a five-star, four-star that's gotten the nod freshman year at the star position like Alabama's had you know, hundreds of times in the past, right. those high-level defensive backs. So I've been impressed with those guys. I mean, those, those have been the two guys <laughs> that I, the two guys that I right. haven't really had like a lot of problems exactly. with. Job has, so far. Josh Job has been pretty good. I wouldn't put him on Sertan's level, <laughs> but he hasn't, you know, made me want to pull my hair up too many times this year. But, buddy, that, that, that back end, again, I, I don't want to say names, because they are still college kids. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
It's rough. Yeah. You want to, can you make your point? Uh, you've told me, you know, privately a number of times about like Alabama players and Alabama DBs, I should say, and just them not playing as freshmen. Yeah. I, I, I've made a point before that I think that if you're uh, a highly recruited Alabama defensive back who's going to be a standout and you don't get on the field until you're like a junior, you're, you're kind of cheeks. <laughs> I mean, in the grand scheme of things, because, I mean, think about every single great defensive back we've had. I mean, they've at least gotten on the field by their sophomore year, I would say. I mean, even Tony Brown started his freshman year. But, I mean, think about Hootie Jones, which is the, <laughs> yeah. which is the, uh, the uh, example I said to you, is that guy didn't get on the field for forever, and he was woof <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, you know. I mean, that, that's just kind of the way it is. I mean, mm-hmm. If you're a DB that goes to Alabama, sometimes you either got it or you don't, which is a little concerning that they haven't found two guys that have, you know, at least challenged the the two guys that I think have not played super well uh, in their combined numbers. Right. Would be 32. <laughs> 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 um, I think I think nine has done a fairly good job so far. Yeah, uh, but he got on the field really young. So. Exactly, and he started the first game against Duke last year. So. Yeah, I mean, okay, we'll we'll ditch the number thing. Daniel Wright got on the field <laughs> when when at when in the game where Jalen Hurts threw that game-winning touchdown pass against Mississippi State. So think about how, how long this guy's been trying to be Alabama's starting safety. Also, think about how that game went on defense. Like that's just <laughs> yeah. Like it yeah, thought he made that, an impact back then. I mean, look, yeah. I'm all, I'm rooting for every single Alabama player. I oh yeah, same here. There are yeah. some people on. Twitter I don't, I don't mean to disrespect it. Oh, for, either, for sure. Way, they're obviously way better than me at football. Yeah, right. <laughs> 100%. But there are some people on Twitter that take it too far. I am just saying, like, look, I think. For the it speaks poorly on the program as a whole that these are the best options sometimes. Yeah, that that's a good way of putting it. It, it shows a little bit of a dip in recruiting, I would say, yeah, for sure. But not not a drastic dip, no, but no. It, it's still tough. And offenses these days are ridiculously challenging to cover. Oh, and and especially, I mean, in secondary, we've talked about this. Secondary plays some of the most complicated football mm-hmm. you can have. I mean, that's that's to me scheme wise probably the most complicated position group to play yeah oh for sure because you have to it's and again i've never played organized football so i can't really speak to this but it <laughs> seems like when you're on the back end you have to analyze and process so much more if you're a deep lineman mm-hmm. your responsibility is like one gap maybe two gaps depending on what scheme you're playing Mm-hmm. And if you're a linebacker, it's like a truncated area you have to cover. But if you're a DB, you have to see all of that and react within like a second and a half. Yeah. I just felt like, again, Stephen A. Smith just now when he like went off on Kwame Brown. <laughs> Kwame Brown. And then halfway through, he goes, no disrespect to the man whatsoever. <laughs> like, ah. <laughs> I don't know about that one. Yeah. No, there's- but th- I, I, I think this weekend's going to be like it's gone <laughs> the last whatever years. I can't even keep track of how many years it's I been. I think this is going to be year 14 no. if Alabama wins. Okay. I want to guarantee a win and just get memed from yeah. oblivion. But yeah. <laughs> should Alabama win, this will be number 14 in a row, which, I mean, it, it 
I remember, I think it was my freshman year. It was that was number six, and I was like, "Wow, six in a row." I wonder, would it be cr- would it be crazy if we got to ten? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just keep. It's just the gift that keeps on giving every year. It's like, uh, I mean, I guess the last time that I really felt like sort of nervous about it was fifteen. Yeah, maybe they were pretty highly ranked that year, and that's like my one of my favorite games ever because they just got. I mean, Alabama just destroyed them. <laughs> uh, like from the opening snap, I think that was 16. 15 was the closed game. Oh, 16. Yeah. Oh, 15 was, yeah, 15 was the Derrick Henry year where he scored at the end right. with the Peyton Manning meme. <laughs> and then the next year, yeah, the next year was the year that I was like, okay. They're in the top 10. They've got a pretty good team. Yeah. And woo, buddy. <laughs> I, <laughs> did not go super well for them. I think Tim, I think Tim Williams is still sacking um, Josh Dobbs. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's also the year of the Bo Scarborough. High five. There so many memeable moments that game. <laughs> Just, you know, the Bo Scarborough high five, you know, the 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 cigar picture in the locker room. I mean, can we briefly no, talk about that? Just <laughs> That's how you knew. I mean, that's how you knew that defense was like, just did not give a shit. <laughs> like, Ruben Foster was smoking the cigarette. <laughs> That's great. My favorite part of that picture is, I was, if you watch a game, Ronnie Harrison had a pick six in that game. Yeah. And in the locker room, in that famous picture, he's holding a $100 bill in his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What a wonderful guy, yes. dude! Ronnie Harrison was so awesome. Man, what a all of those guys were. So, uh, one thing I wanted to ask: it, it's been a long streak, and literally, there's 13 games to pick from. But what is your favorite Tennessee win from the streak that we're currently on? Uh, I don't know. Honestly, it might it might be 2016, just because of like that game. They sort of, I feel like, had a chance on paper coming in. Mm-hmm. And they got dismantled. I can tell you probably my least favorite one was probably 09. I know that. I mean, oh, thank God that has like geez. a memorable game saving play because <laughs> that game was a straight disaster. Like, Mark Ingram fumbled for like the first time in like since Haley's Comet came, basically. <laughs> and I just like in the most crucial situation ever, and the offense looked awful. And I mean, Thank God. I, I think their kicker was like hurt coming into that anyway, yeah. and he still kicked. And then obviously Terrence Cody's like 400 pounds. So. Right. And Tennessee recovered an onside kick at the end there, right? Yeah, they did. It, it was really awful. That game was really awful outside of the block. Um, just an absolute terrible experience. I, I'd probably say 16. The the I think I grade my like wins against rivals as like how – just like memeable and like hilarious they are to me. Like I, like you said, beating teams when there's a questionable call is hilarious because there's nothing they can do about it. Right. And there's like, yeah. Oh, if they, they can just agonize over. So that's why it's funny to me that Georgia fans always yeah. complain about the refs. Cause it's like, even if you're right, you can't change. I mean, how many, hilarious. I mean, how many open letters <laughs> to the SEC office are we at now? <laughs> yeah. So 16. And then the year before we talked about a little bit, 15, is also one of my favorites because we had these two absolute bullshit throws to the sideline to Calvin Ridley and our Darius Stewart that just should not have been completions. And they were on both on third down. Yeah. And that set up, set up the game winning touchdown. So stuff like that. And it's like, 
that meme where it's like the guy looking through the window and he's like, and it's like sickos. Yes. <laughs> That's like me with like, uh, wins over rivals. Like the more just lucky and bullshit it is, the more hilarious it is to me. <laughs> I, I think, I think, I think 15 is probably my favorite too. Like you mentioned, because again, just hilarious. Like Jake Coker, fine quarterback. Should not, have yeah. com- should not have completed those passes at the end yeah. at all. But I just remember we scored the touchdown and Tennessee gets the ball back and then we forced the fumble. And just like as Sean Robinson's like claw, like pick, yeah. <laughs> like his bear claw just picks up the ball. Like the next, like na- the next nanosecond, you just heard the sound of like 30,000 lighters just like clicking at once. Just all, yeah, exactly. Just all yeah. lighting. And that's. Time. This really is a, just a really awesome game. Um, I, I, I definitely think I, I definitely enjoy this game more than when we play LSU or Auburn. There's there's not really like all, the Auburn game is awful every year. Oh, it's um, never fun till but, the end. <laughs> yeah, that, this game is cool because I, I like going up there. Actually, I think Knoxville is a pretty cool place and I like being in the mountains and everything. Mm-hmm. And the cigar thing is wonderful. I mean, it's great. We don't we don't really have like a ton of like fun traditions yeah. like that. I feel like just as a program overall, we just kind of kick people's ass. <laughs> um, but the the cigar thing is is really great, especially in the stadium. Like you said, there's always that thick puff of cloud coming from the student section. Those are those have always been some of my favorite mem- like memories. Just watching football, just especially since we just. It's kind of a guaranteed thing almost every year. Obviously, it's never guaranteed, but lately it's been like, oh, I know I got to go buy a cigar because right. I'm going to smoke it <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Matt, this was fun. Uh, thanks for coming on, man. Uh, I really do appreciate it. You got anything else for the people that you want to promote, that you just want to remind them of, or what? Yeah, I don't know. I, I do want to remind everybody that um, Auburn lost last weekend. Yes. Tennessee lost in Alabama one, so we hit the Bama trifecta. Hopefully we can do that again this weekend. Um that that was really, really, really exciting. That that was part of the disrespect that oozed from my mouth <laughs> uh, Saturday night, which was really fun. Other than that though, I mean, I I'm just excited to watch Alabama play again. I'm excited as always, especially to watch Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle play. That's the highlight of my week. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Folks, that was Matt Speakman. You can find him on Twitter at SpeakmanMC. Also runs a really cool music Instagram account called Woodsman Radio. Uh, if you want to check that out. Uh, folks, thanks again. Uh, obviously, you know, subscribe, rate us five stars, whole nine yards. We appreciate you listening and we'll talk to you soon. <laughs>